Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> Diesel Power Products here. We're America's Diesel Podcast. The best podcast in the known universe. In the known universe. I hope that actually sounded like how you were hoping. Because it's going to look really <laughs> bad. <laughs> so we've, uh, I had the luxury and the pleasure of going to SEMA last week. Uh, Tyler had to stay here and hold down the fort because yeah. somebody's got to do it. Um, but I, I had the opportunity to sit down with some pretty cool people, and uh, we're going to play some of those interviews with you. Yeah. Um, of course, we're going to take care of all the, the normal intro stuff here. Thanks for tuning in. You know, Make sure you check out other episodes. We're on all the platforms, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're still doing uh, reviews. Yep. Yep. Five star reviews. Get yourself a. So, well, we'll just start from the top. Hit them. So, so uh, screenshot, uh, send me an email with your five star review. Send it to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com, preferably with a picture of your truck, also your address and t shirt size, and you will get a free t shirt only for that five star review. Four star review? No. Three star? No. Two star? Nah. Get out. <laughs> get out. One star? So, <laughs> yeah. We know where you live. <laughs> Just um, kidding. I don't have so the yeah, capability. Still doing that. And also still going on doing yeah, the promotion. Promo yeah. Uh, so promo code, po- promo code, promo code podcast. Uh, when you're checking out with that bottle of fuel bomb, get 10% off. You get 10% off a bottle, 10% off a case, whatever, how, however many quantities of fuel bomb you want to buy. Perfect time to buy it. Starting to get cold. So yeah, get yourself uh, hooked up with 10% discount for fuel bomb. Nothing worse than gelled up. Not slippery fuel. Yeah. There's not a lot of things in life that I prefer gelled up and yeah. sticky. Fuel's not one of them. <laughs> Camera guys <laughs> lose his crap in the background. 
<laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, he was missing us. I, I know. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kind of get into these. I had uh, one, some good conversations. two, three, four, five, six, seven, and one. That's going to be a whole separate episode. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what that is in the end here. So we had seven interviews, and we got one little Easter egg I'm going to touch on at the very end here. Yeah. Because it made me very happy. Yeah. So uh, one thing to keep in mind here when we're talking, and we're going to play these interviews for you, uh, it's loud as hell at SEMA. Yeah. It's like, the, it, and we even had our mics on, not these mics, but the, like lav mics you wear in your collar, and it's still loud. So bear with us with the sound quality. We're trying to get everything on the spot there right now. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we talked to was uh, the guys at AFE. AFE. Uh, we talked to Mark. Um, they have some pretty cool stuff coming out. Um, the sound, we were, this is like a, one of our first ones here, so... Bear with us with the sound quality. Yeah, it gets it gets progressively better. You can't yeah. really tell the people around you to be quiet. All right. <laughs> if we had a soundboard guy, I'd go, hit it, Mark interview, go. What's up, guys? Ben, Diesel Power Products here, coming at you live, SEMA 19. We're here with Mark. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet oh, you, Ben. A terrible handshake. Yep. I suck at these. I do them like 100 times a day, and I can't get them right. <laughs> so we're here looking at, obviously, with the AFE booth. We're looking at these AFE intakes. But these are all for 6.7 Ram trucks? Yes. Okay, tell me about the difference between So what we've got here is three different mod- versions of our model uh, line. We've got the Quantum. This is our lower price point, packed with a lot of features. We've got a filter that bolts into the back of the airbox housing. That's a patented design. Um, we've got our Magnum Force. This is the high-flowing open element. And then we've got our Momentum. This has all of the features of both the other units. This comes with the Pro 10R, um, 10 layer filter, um, able to flow 1000 CFM, um, sealed airbox housing, and the clear sight glass. So you can actually see the filter condition. And I see on the hoses we've got provisions for sensors and everything you need to go back in? Correct, yeah, all these sensors. um, These kits are designed to not throw a check engine light. Mm -hmm. So this is a bolt-in application, no tuning required. Um, Typically good for seven, Horsepower, um, 20 pound feet of torque. And you have to feel in your seat. Yes, most definitely. Turbo noise, yeah. always nice. Yeah. So, what we've got here really is a price, you know, lower price point, um, higher end, packed with a lot of features. Very nice. And I see we've got, uh, we've got some more goodies like turbos over here. Yep. So, uh, this. Yes, this one is just like third, fourth gen Ram 6.7? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, to kind of stick with that 6.7 theme, um, this is a OE direct replacement turbo. Okay. Um, very competitive price point on it. Um, again, direct replacement, does not require any tune, no core. So this is sold um, as a standalone product. Great replacement. There is some performance aspects to it um, over an OE turbo. Um, but we're selling it as a direct replacement. We also do the cast iron manifolds. One piece manifold. Yep. We got your extra strengthening parts right in here. We yep. got EGR ports, and then it looks like one. Is that two? Two. Three? Yep. Right. Two auxiliary ports. All your sensor yeah. holes and everything like that. Yeah. Now, is this just a straight up replacement, or is it a little bit larger wheel? Um, straight replacement. Awesome. Yeah, it does have a billet compressor wheel on it, okay. so it spools up a little quicker. It's a good first stock upgrade, yep. and uh, it's uh, carb compliant. Yes, correct. Which is good. Yep. It's a big thing. Yep. Also kind of stick with that theme, here's our uh, carb compliant um, intake manifold for the same truck. Uh-huh. Um, that one will retain all the emissions devices. And then the new product line for us here are these uh, diff covers. These are for the 2500 uh, Duramax. Okay. Um, available in the raw or the black finish. And also one of our new um, oil pans for the same truck. 
and uh, this happens to be a gas cover, but it'll also work on some of the, the GM product as well. Very nice. Yeah. One more thing I want to walk, and it's this side right over here. Now these, these caught my eye. You've got a lot of exhaust manifolds here, a lot of, this is all GM stuff? Correct, yes. Very yeah. nice. These are, I gotta say, this is a good looking manifold. Yeah, it's a beautiful manifold. Our, uh, our welders do a great job on this. Um, these are the up and down pipes that we do for the, uh, for the LML. Mm -hmm. um, these are all done out of uh, stainless steel tubing, um, hand TIG welded, nice thick flanges on it, uh, direct replacement, just a really beautiful piece that we do. That is, that's very nice. I've yeah. seen them, I've seen pictures and whatnot, but seeing them up close and be able to touch yeah. them, it's, uh, you guys might be sandbagging a little bit in yeah. the pictures, man. <laughs> this is looking really good. No, no most definitely, um, the product that we bring to the show is uh, straight out of production. It's mm -hmm. nothing that's been doctored up, and it's exactly what somebody's going to get. Right on. Well, I appreciate you showing yep. us around. Thank you, Ben. And uh, next time you're in Spokane, come by. All right. some cool stuff. Great. Thank Thanks. you. All right, so that was a pretty fun interview with Mark. Yeah. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming out with AFE. I think the one that got me the most was the, uh, you weren't there to see it, but yeah. the, uh, the uh, Duramax manifolds. Yeah. They looked hot. Yeah. AFE's, AFE's one of those companies that are always coming out with something new. And yeah. we kind of joke about it a little bit, like, hey, soon there's going to be like a whole AFE truck you can buy, but they're just got their hands and kind of a little bit of everything, and they, it's it's not cheap stuff that they make. They make good stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm excited to see that. Get my eyeballs on it, you know. In person. Yeah, it was cool during that uh, the time I was in the booth, too. That's where we did a, a giveaway for an intake. Yeah. And uh, I actually, uh, we did the little hand calculation thing where we found, found the winner, and he was on Instagram, and I actually DM'd him directly with a screenshot of me with the intake, and the AFE folks was like, no, you won, dude! <laughs> but then I ran out of time to, like, give him all the other details. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey. Our production lead had to figure the rest out. <laughs> hey. I was like, I'm, I'm going to lose him if I don't DM him right now. So you won, dude, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know. <laughs> But it worked out. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Next, BDS. BDS. Yes. The dudes over in Michigan. They always have the coolest booth. They setup. do. They, they also, uh, at the end of the day, they always have beer. Did they do the, where it was like during the day where they had beer going around? No, this was only, uh, they pretty much did it like uh, to, so you skip traffic. So trying to get mm. out of SEMA when SEMA closes. When you're stuck with all the regular people, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. You don't. Mean that. Like trying to get out of Disneyland at the right same time as everybody yeah. else. Uh, they they say you know instead of getting stuck in that line, come stand in our booth yeah. and drink free beer. Boom. Okay. Yeah. They're <laughs> Sold. I'm pretty sure they're the only manufacturer there that had beer on. Like, well, I don't even think it's they don't have it on tap, but they have you know, beer cooler. They, I think some of the some of the companies were kind of taking suit. Where I think they? the. Uh, the decked guys one day at five o'clock did uh, uh, beers and nachos. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's nachos in. All right. All right. I missed right. that one. Yeah. But uh, so we got to talk to Carter about. Uh, yeah, Carter's <laughs> cool. The quote unquote SEMA donk donk truck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then the <laughs> our producer hates yeah. that. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we talked about uh, so uh, they had a, a fourth gen Ram and then a new Silverado. So we got to see awesome. kind of two sides of the kit here. So we're going to place one for you right now. Boom. What's up, guys? Ben, Diesel Power Products here, and from America's Diesel Podcast. We're going both ways on this one. No joke intended. I am here with... Carter from BDS Suspension. I want to get this out of the way, Carter. You look like my brother. Like, legitimately. My brother. Is that a compliment? These are pretty rad dudes. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> High five. <laughs> All right. So, now that we're friends, we're going to talk about trucks. If you haven't heard of BDS before, 
uh, you're probably living under a rock. You've never used the internet. You don't know any, have any friends that really are worth their weight in salt. So, BDS. You know, give me like the 30 second where you are, who you're from, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're based out of Coldwater, Michigan. Uh, everything American made, high quality, uh, no fine print warranty. So if you can find a way to break any of our kits, we'll replace them. That simple. Um, it's on the box. Yeah, we do put it on the box. So uh, everything from your more your low, go fast, performance oriented kits, all the way up to uh, the big brodozer stuff. We have options for everybody. Um, I'll come with the no fine print warranty. So either way. It makes me happy that you, you go from low and fast to brodozer. <laughs> like you get everybody in there and it's not like, well, we kind of work it towards these guys. Right, you take everybody. Yep. So um, a little backstory. Uh, we are owned by Fox now. Uh, mm -hmm. We're doing a ton of business with them and a good partnership opportunity came available. So about four years ago, they acquired us. Um, so you're gonna see tons of Fox options mm -hmm. from BDS. And I know you guys love your Fox shocks. So. Absolutely. So yeah, so uh, whether it's 2.0 shocks or 2.5 coilovers, all that stuff, you're gonna mm -hmm. see that through all of our kits. And, uh, yeah, it's also really cool. I mean, we have it on our website too. If you guys have a website, you have to build kits. Like yeah. Adjustable track bar, drop bracket, shocks, yep. reservoirs, steering stabilizers, everything. Yeah, so our focus is a complete kit. We don't want you to get all your stuff and you're like, crap, I don't have shocks, I don't have this. Everything is built to be a complete package, everything you need, but where there is customization, whether you want to upgrade to add things like the adjustable track bar, recoil traction bars, things like that, we offer that option so you can upgrade. Sick. So tell me about this uh, Ultra 4 truck behind it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this it's a joke. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, brand new 2019 Ram 3500. Um, lots of stuff exciting about that. Um, you know, thousand pound-feet of torque out of that motor and all that. But this is a four-link conversion on this one. Um, nice. With Fox coilovers, it's got eight inches of lift, uh, replacement glide ride leaf springs, recoil traction bars, and those things. You're uh, those big old meats you're holding These on to. These tiny boys. Those are 40 by 1550 uh, by a little old 26, I believe. 26 inch nitto. I hear there's a hashtag on Instagram called 26 is the toe pick. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing or not. So the thing with this truck, the owner of it, um, he's actually based out of where we're based out of. Um, we helped him with this build and used his truck for a lot of the prototyping. Um, he tows this like 40 foot fountain with this. No, right on. Like that's just what he does. The hashtag works then. Yeah. If so, it's not yours, you should hijack it. Yeah. So um, whether you're going that route or you want to go something a little more lower and faster, we got this truck over here. Um, this one, brand new 2020 HD. Uh, we came out with this kit, it's pretty revolutionary for us a few years back. Get rid of the torsion bars and go to coilovers. Yeah. It makes your HD truck ride like a half ton. It's phenomenal. Um, we did it and testing with it on and off road, for whether you're towing or racing, whatever you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. um, it makes this big truck ride awesome. So it's upper and lower control arms, um, Fox 2.5 DSC coilovers. This one has the optional IFP bumps built in, uh -huh. so you have all your go fast stuff and more. Nice. So I also see that you guys are doing a uh, encapsulated upper ball joint. Yeah, so ball stuff. there's two ways you can go with that. Um, gosh, Tara, look at that. We're doing it live. Doing Don't it worry. Live. Doing it for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, w there's two ways you can do up. A lot of people do uniball. And that's great, but if you're anywhere that has salt or any kind of corrosion on the road, it's not the way to do it. Um, you're not going to get the life. Yeah, hey, you it guys, sucks. you guys know like, about that. I talk so many people out of Uniball stuff, but yeah. in Spokane, it's it's it works if you're in the desert, but mm -hmm. and they're strong and they get a lot of travel out of them. 
but ultimately the ball joint is used for a reason. So what we do with ours, um, it's actually an index ball joint cup. If you want to come in and see it, the ball joint cup is actually indexed, so it actually puts it back in the neutral position at ride height. Um, and from that, you have a ton more droop travel. Um, it's going to work for you. So we're going to offer this coilover conversion in the two and a half inch size, so it can be adjusted between two and three. Um, with this, it's running 35s. Uh, as well as a six and a half inch version, similar nice. to what we have on the older trucks. Yeah, one of our sales guys, Sands, is uh, he's an LOI. They did a yeah. conversion on. Yeah, it's uh, just Ron it's, Burgundy. Got a Ron Burgundy. Yes. So yeah, so uh, everything in between. You know, we do the full your regular IFS kits. Mm -hmm. We do the coilover conversions to show the high end, the performance stuff. Um, whether it's bro, whatever it is, we do our Jeep kits. Um, we kind of cover all aspects of the market. Not only that, but you guys also have a pretty decent selection for the older, like early 2000s, like Leaf Spring Power Stroke Dude. stuff. Dude, we, we got love for the Leaf Spring. Um, yes. So yeah, we, uh, we built our own springs. They're high quality stuff. Um, we've been doing it for years, and we're, that's something we're really well known for, is our quality of our spring. Um, I'm going to bust a question out for you. Any thoughts on coilover conversions or radio song conversions for Leaf Spring Ford trucks? For Ford trucks? I'm not saying that two of our engineers don't have it on their personal rides in the parking lot, uh, but uh, it's one of those we haven't greenlit to move forward on. Um, mm -hmm. But who knows? He didn't know I was going to ask him that question, but I have to ask us. <laughs> yeah, there, there's lots of cool stuff that, I mean, and all of our guys are enthusiasts that work for us, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's sales guys or the guys in the engineering side. So they've, they don't necessarily have the brand new truck. They don't necessarily have late model applications. So there's lots of stuff that we have in the works that we're testing and we don't ever just rush to market and come out with something. We, we want to put it through its paces and take it up to Silver Lake Sand Dunes, which is up near Absolutely. us, uh, and have fun with we it. We offer a no fine print warranty. Yeah. Well, actually, you don't even need air quotes. It's a no fine print warranty. You got to be able to have that stuff. Yep. You got to be able to beat on it and have fun. Yep. So, anything that you want to get out to the guys out there? I know we're going to, this is going to yeah. be for our diesel power products crowd. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, and, the um, podcast crowd. and I know you guys have used it on several of your rigs, but the recoil traction burst. Yes. We're coming out with more applications for that. Um, we have it on the big bro truck, uh, but it, it's a cool design because it's rather than your standard fixed point traction bar like everyone else is going to have, um, which works great going in a straight line. If you ever try to flex it, ever try to use it, you're going to put them in a bind. It's not going to do what you want. Um, so ours actually has a 3,000 pound per inch spring rate built into a tiny little spring that you can preload from the other side and uh, actually dial it in for to be however stiff or soft that you need so that it won't bind up for off-road use. You can dial it in for so it still lets the suspension travel for on-road use and then when you get to a track, load them down and yeah. go. Yeah, a lot of people forget that leaves, you know, a solid axle leaf spring, it moves forward. Yeah. Like any bar in there that's and fixed. And unfortunately, yeah, and the, the, what ends up happening is the arc of that spring and the arc of the traction bar are different. So they, they, they force, they're getting a bind and they don't want to act right. Yeah, so. it doesn't work quite as well. We actually have, obviously, a full BS suspension system on our uh, the Ram. Ram. Yeah. 18. 18 Ram. 18, yeah. The 3500. I should know that because I picked out the name for it. I suck. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we actually towed our, we're not supposed to talk about this, but we have a Gladiator right over there with a Hellcat in there. We towed that all the way out here with our uh, Ram 3500. Yeah, uh, I, stuff. yeah, I got to ride in that rant or that Gladiator a little earlier. Yeah, I heard. Cooper's a little kid in the candy store wherever he drives it. <laughs> There's a reason he's called Smash, and uh, it almost happened. I heard. I heard. I've also heard that thing start up, and uh, yeah, well, Pepper needs new pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's real well, and, and with the Gladiator, you know, we had all the displays because it's up on a ramp and like that. Yeah. I heard him downshift. This is you know literally 30 seconds after he's like, but hey, we're good. not going to. So start it has the eight-speed in it, right? Yeah, eight-speed. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So, so he downshifts, 
And then I look at him, he smiles, and he downs us twice more. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we, we have displays that aren't strapped down. And, and uh, yeah. he remembered at the last minute and didn't get on it. But yeah, it's, after we unloaded the displays, holy hell, that thing is fast. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about this on the podcast too, but when we took delivery of it off the trailer. Like I saw could, the video. Yeah, the, the truck wasn't even around the corner yet. It was like, I don't even know if the truck. So that, so that two minute long burnout that you guys did? That was did? The, the, like, within 20 minutes of receiving it. <laughs> That's how we do things. Of course not. Okay. Anyhow, this is fantastic. It's fantastic to finally meet you. I've talked yeah. to you online. And, I know. We talked a little bit more about that. How's it going, man? But it was a good time to actually meet you. We yeah. actually hand hugged. Uh, we're two awkward pea pods in a pod. Well, Carter, thanks for having us out Definitely. here. Thanks for explaining all the cool stuff. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for making Definitely good to see anybody. Yeah, absolutely. See ya. So yeah, that was a great interview with, with Carter at BDS. He's always, always just mm-hmm. a plethora of information. Coilover kits. I'm telling you, I've been telling you guys. Ever since they came out for even the earlier trucks, it's the only way to go on that GM, man. Yeah. Only way to go. Super cool. And you can tell, like, how busy SEMA is because we were doing, like, an actual interview walking around a truck and, like, our camera guy's there with his backpack and his camera following us. And people are still, like, one guy walked in between Cameron and, and us and he was, like, two feet away. Yeah. There's, just, there's so much buzz going on. And for all my 7.3 boys out there, my leaf sprung 7.3 boys, don't worry. I asked him the question, and if he didn't catch it, they may or may not have some sort of coil conversion kit in the works. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's no, there's no definite dates or like that, but they did, they did mention that it's on the radar. So that yeah. made me happy yeah. in more places than one on my body. Yeah, in BDS, you're always going to get a quality kit. They're, I mean, they put a warranty on the box. It's on. It's the box. on the box, guys. That's a Tommy Boy reference for all yeah. you youngins. Yeah. If you don't know, ask your dad. And then go welcome. watch that movie because you're missing out. You really are. Classic. Seriously. All right, so next up, uh, we sat down. Or I got to sit down with uh, Adam from Diesel World. Yeah. Uh, Adam's a cool dude. Uh, in the interview, you're actually – I it comes out at the beginning there. I mean, him or 7-3 boys. I had no idea. I had no idea that – because I – just so you guys know, I listened to all these – since I couldn't be there, I'd listen to them like a like mm. like, like normal folk, <laughs> <laughs> like all you normies so, <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, I was surprised at how many of these people are seven three people. It's making me rethink my my life. Like, what, what, am I really missing out on something? Is there something? I don't feel so bad anymore. You know? <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> God. I'm like the odd man out now. Like what the. Eh, whatever. I think I just got lucky. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, let's hear what Adam has to say. <laughs> What's up, guys? Ben, Diesel Power Products here, also America's Diesel Podcast. We're here at SEMA. It's day three, and I'm with Adam. Hi, Adam. How you doing? Adam from Diesel World. What's your... Uh, who are you? People don't know, obviously, Diesel World, it's a, it's a magazine. A little more than a magazine. We've got you know, website, social media, a bunch of other things going on, too. But started mm-hmm. as a magazine, for sure. Nice. But, um, yeah, we've been around, shoot, is this 15 years? I think this, I think we're on 15 years now. Right. So you're like, you've been around a while then. Yeah. I mean, not me. I've been running it for six years, but the brand's been around for 15 years. Nice. Um, It's fun. Get to play with trucks for a living. We're going to get, we're going to talk about the stuff that everybody talks about, and then we're going to talk about each other because that's more fun. So, obviously, we've got the the three-letter word that nobody wants to talk about, all that other kind of crap. Um, like your two minute or less, you know, how quick feelings on it? It's it's a tough subject to talk about right now because yeah. there's not really. I thought it was a EPA coming. Yeah, oh, yeah. snipers. Yeah, look out. Um, 
<laughs> you know they're here too. <laughs> yeah, I know. They've got to be wandering around here. <laughs> um, it, there's nothing has really been decided. No. You know, I've, the the EPA um, has just been going around, and you know, I mean, we know some things are wrong. They've been wrong for years. They've been illegal for years. Whether people whether certain municipalities enforce them or not, mm-hmm. getting rid of emissions devices is illegal, always right. has been. Um, but there's just, there's so many other things that, like the gas industry is allowed to do that now we're not, but yet some shops are allowed to, some shops aren't. Yeah. It's, we're just in this sort of like limbo stage right now where we don't know what we can and can't do. We're all trying to do right, but we don't necessarily know what right I'm is gonna, yet. I'm going to anecdote the crap out of this right now. You ever had a girlfriend, and no matter what you do, you just can't do it right? You're like trying really hard. Uh, I think that's how it is right now. That's exactly how it is. That's the, probably the exactly <laughs> worst way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Hope my right. girlfriend doesn't hear this, but <laughs> yeah. Now we got that out of the way. Uh, what are you working on? What's your, what are you doing? Uh, I got a 7.3, my old 7.3 that I'm rebuilding right now. Um, I know, I gotta stick with the dinosaurs. No, I'm the 7.3 guy. We just didn't, we're all friends. That's perfect then. Yeah. But, so I'm rebuilding that. It it did six, uh, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. It did 625 horse at the wheels. um, Kind of pushed it a little bit too far for Mm -hmm. daily driving use, especially in the winter. But, um, so I'm rebuilding that. And then I got a 335D. Diesel BMW. Yeah. Got it at about 325 at the wheels right now. That's a fun little toy. That's a little ripper. Uh, I've heard those when they're uh, in like the race application. So we can't talk about that stuff, but they sound rad. You know, yeah, I I put extra mufflers on mine because it kind of sounds too hollow. I like the, it's it's a a BMW. Like I want the thing to be quiet. Yeah. They do sound awesome when it's, a race application, but um, no, I, I kept mine as quiet as I could. So coming back to the whole 7.3 stuff, 7.3 guy, we're automatically best friends. A lot of people listening to this are 7.3 folks. Uh, tell me more air fuel suspension, what do you got going on? Uh, I don't know that I want to talk suspension because it's two-wheel drive because I bought it as a tow rig. Yeah, but no, it's uh, I'm, I'm swapping that out actually pretty soon here. I got the transfer case, I got an axle at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, stock forge bottom end. Um, fire ringed heads from swamps, uh, lightly ported. Um, I don't even know the size of the valve springs on there, but it was the biggest ones they had at the time because sure. I was going for 800, mm-hmm. you know, at the wheels, 800 horse at the wheels. Um, uh, swamps injectors, um, which I actually just had modified by Dynamite to go with a little bit smaller nozzle, so they're a little more uh, streetable. Atomization in there. Yeah, yeah, better atomization. So it's a 300, 200 body, or mm-hmm. th- sorry, 300 body. Um, but I'm putting 100 nozzles on it now. Okay. So I'm not so sure how that's going to work. Uh, I'm kind of afraid it's going to be too big of a body and too small of a nozzle, but we'll see. I, don't know, I trust Lenny with my life when it comes to injectors, so if he says it'll work, I think it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> if um, it doesn't, we know where to find it. <laughs> yeah, except, you know, you've met Lenny, there's not really much you can do if it doesn't work. We'll just hang his car keys on top of the doorway. Oh, good point. And he won't be great able to reach point. it. Yeah, yeah. Take him out. that's a great point. Watch him jump. <laughs> That's a joke, Lenny. <laughs> I love you. Uh, but I got a BD38R, which I, you know is only enough to support 500, but I wanted the turbo to be sized for what I was going to be using it on the street for. And then I spray a ton of nitrous at it. Giggle juice. Yep. My man. Yeah. Uh, well, my project is not as cool. It's a 
203 Suburban. Just got a 5.3 in it. There you go. Yeah. Spark plugs, boo. Yeah, spark plugs. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. It hasn't died yet, and I hate it. Didn't you have a your excursion? Though? I don't want to talk about it. You know, oh. Yes, I did. All right. And everybody reminds me. Thanks, what Adam. What, I, didn't, I don't know what happened to it. Oh, I had to adult. I had to sell it so I could buy a house. Okay. Yeah. All right. You had to, yeah, you had to grow up. I had to grow up a little bit. That Just sucks. a little bit. That sucks. I will get another one. I don't know if it'll be an excursion, but I'll be getting into a power stroke getting here probably hopefully sooner than later. Get a little, uh, I've always wanted just a extra cab short bed or a standard cab long bed and make a short bed out of it. Just, mm -hmm. I always thought those, you know, just super light would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but that'd be cool. I'm probably gonna go the other way. I'm doing like four or long bed. Just try to make it happen. Yeah, yeah so uh, let's get back to events a little bit here. Sure. Um, you guys are usually out at all the major diesel events. Mm -hmm. Nice. I mean, yeah, we're at probably 20, 25 events a year. Mm -hmm. Not 30, so. Nice. Yeah. So are you always there, or is no. it? No. Okay. No, I, there's, no, I can't travel that much. Okay. You know, I only go to a dozen events a year, um, but I've got uh, Fabian who does our social media. He's right. at yeah. all of our events. Um, I mean, I've, Diesel World has a crew of about 12 contractors. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all, they're all contractors. And they all have their own skills, so you know I have. It just depends on what the event is and, and who goes to it. You know, um, if it's a Ford only event like the Seven Tree Jamboree, Seven Tree Jamboree, yeah. you know Mike McLaughlin goes to that one because he's a Seven Three guy. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's everyone just kind of goes where their strengths are best, nice. unless it's UCC or SDX, and then we're all there. Right. You know. uh, let's talk about SEMA for a minute here. Sure. What is like? the coolest thing you've seen at SEMA so far? It's kind of hard because there's a lot of stuff, obviously. Oh, see, and I hate when people ask me this. I, um, we can go the I, other way. What's the worst thing you've seen? The worst thing I've seen? Oh, man, there's so many. I, The last five years, I hate to say this, I have people covering the show for me because I'm in meetings, I'm in podcasts, I'm running from one meeting to the next meeting to the next for you know all four days of the show. So I have not seen this show as far as really getting to look at everything for five years. I mean, I see it, but it's, I don't get to actually sit down and just stroll the show. Yeah. You know, I, know what you I, mean. I mean, I do on Friday, but I get like three hours of it. Uh, you know, so I'll go upstairs and I'll see the truck haul. Um, I mean, there has been a couple cool rigs. I look for the odd stuff. Mm. You know, this, the big lifted stuff. Or I, you know, I see that every single day. I want to see the stuff that was really hard for someone to engineer. Right. Um, like there's an old. Uh, oh gosh, I don't even know what it is. It, and I hate using this phrase too, but rat rod out mm. front. Um, it's got a opposing piston military engine in it. Diesel. You seen this one? The two with the turbos hanging yes. on the sides? Yes. yes. We, I'm pointing at my camera guy right now. We saw that yesterday and both of us stopped. We're like, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> that was a trip. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even had the time to go and actually look to see what it was. I just off in the corner saw it and go, okay, I got to go back and check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, someone else had a, yet again, another um, you know old rat rod style, um, but they were using motorcycle wheels. Mm -hmm. And so they had two, basically eight wheels on it like motorcycle front end wheels. Hmm. And it was just it was just odd. You know, it's just 
it's kind of cool to see the out of the box you know, thinking stuff. But. I'm gonna go the other direction because I don't have any shame. My least favorite vehicle here is the one in the front that has like the bear trap hanging down from it, and it looks like it has chain links that are stickers and on the control arms. Uh, if you're here, you know what I'm talking about. That's we, by far my least favorite thing here. We featured that vehicle about three years ago. Wow, I feel like She's, a total jerk now. No, you're good. You're good, but it's it's not completely different now. It's significantly different now. Um, the only, one cool thing about that, though, is it it's it's over a thousand horsepower. See. That makes it a little bit cooler in my eyes. I know exactly what you mean, and yeah. I don't want to talk too much trash on it. I'm not a super fan of what's been done to it, but at least he put some power under the hood. Yeah, you know? I will say they, that takes it off the worst thing here. So now I got to find a new worst thing. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyhow, I think that's going to wrap it up. I appreciate you taking the time yeah. to talk to us. Thank you. Um, any any last words or shout outs you want to give? Any piece of advice? No. No. Sorry. Learn to read so I you don't. can read a magazine. How about that? There you go. How yeah. about that? Buy your stuff from Power Products. Read Diesel World. Yeah, <laughs> right on. We'll see you guys later. All right, so sitting with Adam, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, you know what you're not supposed to talk about, the whole EPA yeah. stuff. And you're probably going to notice a few more of these interviews. They all kind of touch on that. Yeah. It's, well, a, it's hot a hot topic, topic yeah. right now. It's literally, it literally happened like two weeks, or the big crackdown happened a month, maybe even two weeks before SEMA happened, or SEMA came through. And it's... it. It's on everybody's mind. Yeah. So and they're there. And they're, they're there. Walking I'm pretty sure there was like, a sniper watching us. Like little creeps just kind of poking their head out. But no, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not creeps. No, they're just they're just, wearing they're just... Birkenstocks and <laughs> long hair with ponytails. <laughs> smell like cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> Small hands. If you can't if you can't see them, you can smell them. <laughs> I've never met anybody from the EPA, but I, I imagine they're all pretty nice people. So I. Yeah. I got no problems with you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got to have an interview with KJ Jones. Uh, yeah. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. If you He's guys watch his, dude. yeah, watch his live videos. He's always got going on on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Loads of information. And he's like, he's like the man on the ground. He is. Like he's like the, you know, the reporter that's, you know, getting all that inside info. He really is. And he's a nice dude. Um, we actually sat down. I caught him. I think I was his first real official, like, appointment when he got to SEMA. Oh, really? So I got him real nice and fresh. And we, uh, while, while Cam was getting all our microphones set up, we, we broke down pretty 7-3 seven hard. Or seven, three hard like again, 7-3. Again with the 7-3 guys, I know. I already knew he was before we before we, <laughs> before we actually, like, really met officially there. Because we've met a couple times before. And yeah. I think I'm thinking he knew who I was and I knew who he was. We never, like, sat down a whole lot to talk. Yeah. Um, so we got to sit down. And uh, I think we went over some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as far as, like, I love his outlook on how the, the industry is going, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, before, you know, the, you know, I'm, we're talking about the EPA, obviously. Before, they, they never really, like, gave us any, like, a hard line in the sand, like, hey, do not cross. Now that we have that, it's like, okay, we can, we can play with that. We can play with that. So, yeah, listen to this one. It's awesome. KJ Jones, here it is. What's up, guys? Ben, Diesel Power Products here and from America's Diesel Podcast. I'm here with KJ. If you don't know who KJ Jones is, I don't know what to tell you. That's just sad, and you should go Google Stop. him right now. Stop. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, me and him, we're just talking. We're going to get into some really interesting stuff, but me and him are 7.3 brothers, and if you're watching this, you know how I feel about 7.3s. KJ likes 7.3s, so automatically we're best friends, which works out. Absolutely. Nice to meet you, best friend. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk more on, a little, it's a little bit heavier, a little bit more than now. It's, there, there's, I mean, obviously, 
there's a three-letter word everybody's worried about right now. I'm more want, I want to talk about what the future holds. I kind of have an idea of what I think is going to happen. I want to see kind of like if you had to put your, you know, I'm not going to hold you to it, but sure. if you had to put your stamp on, where do you think it's going? Um, as far as the diesel hobby and diesel performance, I guess that's what, what diesel. Even as far as the competition, personal use, like, do you see people getting out of? Uh, not being diesel enthusiasts in the future because negative. Of I, I think if those who do are making a grave mistake, um, of course, you know the the, the outfit with the three letters um, has taken some action on something that, quite honestly, has been out there and in existence for a long, long, long time. Very true, yeah. Technically, this is nothing new. No. Um, but human nature is kind of like a knee-jerk reflex to be alarmed to be in a frantic state and you know the sky is falling. That's really not the case when you look at it in the big picture. Of course we all know that there have been some outfits, um, personalities, companies, individuals who have been you know talked to, right, right. let's just say. Um, as, as these things go, I think that going forward it's an awakening, it's, it's an eye-opening and ear-opening that we can pursue the same performance that has been gained and gleaned by way of, for all intents and purposes, being dirty. No one has, in my opinion, um, no one has really pursued the clean street. You know, they realize that the easy way, the fast way, is to just take stuff off and do what we do, and there's not going to be any problem. Now, apparently, it's going to be a problem. Right. So take the effort to research, take the effort to try and, and pursue performance the same way, you know, in a sense, the same type of performance, but a different way if yeah. that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. And I think in the big picture, guys, enthusiasts, companies are gonna get it. They're gonna do that and the hobby will sustain just like it has been. It's just gonna, it's just a little curve. It's not, you know, a cut off. The road isn't cut off. Right. It's just making a little bend and if people trust the process and stay on the road, we'll have just as much fun and do just as much that we've been doing going forward. That's that's my take on it. I couldn't agree more. I think that it's in the, the big picture of like, Everybody's saying, oh, it's the end, the sky's falling, we're all, you know, nah. it's the end of the diesel industry. And I try and look at it as with the whole, like, the gas crisis and, and cars, you know, having to suffer performance there. And it's a little bit before my time. I'm trying to date myself. No, I'm here. that old. So. <laughs> but it, to me, and, and from what I, what I, what I know, is it, it seemed like it took almost like 10 or 15 years for the performance side to come back around yep. and start making decent power that was legal. We're already... There, we've got emissions attack trucks from the factory. Absolutely, that are making more than Absolutely. they were before. That's like, what people have to think and, and understand. There was there was no like, oh, we're screwed for a decade. We're we're there. Like, yep. and I, I don't see why in the future, you know, in the actually really near future, we're going to see things like like a you can you know a Copo Camaro. You get a Copo Duramax. We're going to start seeing factory edition race trucks. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because, and this is not to. Honestly, this is not to sell anything, but I think we're all actually there. Uh, we've experienced through uh, Truck Trends Pickup Truck of the Year, the um, 2020 Silverado with the i6, the three-liter i6. For all intents and purposes, and I've written something in Diesel Power uh, on the website. It'll be out in the magazine pretty soon. Um, I had a chance to work that truck out and take it to the track and just see, you know, what's up because just see the pants and driving. I'm like, this is, this is different. You know what I mean? I think that. Chevrolet didn't intend it, or GM didn't intend it, but with that little three-liter Duramax, we have that engine already. We have that drivetrain already in the three-liter and the ten-speed house. My thing is take that and as a diesel hot rodder or whatever, put that in like a Colorado, swap it into something else. 
yeah. and you got yourself a bad little hot rod. So, yeah. you know, as far as purpose-built Copos, that would be really awesome to say, this is a truck that's from the factory that you can go out and maybe even ODSS race with it or something like that, yeah. in an index class or something. But as a hobbyist, and what would really be cool, and I've said this, is to take that platform alone, or maybe even the Eco, Eco Diesel Ram, take those platforms, pursue clean performance, and see what we get with them. You know, and same for the new 6.6 and the new 6.7. And a lot of companies are doing that. I'm very proud uh, and happy about them now taking that angle and going that way. Because again, that's what's going to sustain the hobby. And not, not for nothing, that's what's going to keep these guys in business. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, the radar is up. There's no question about that. Um, entities are being watched, individuals are being watched, and if you, if you want to keep taking that risk, that's really on you now. You know, that's, that's really on the, the person or company or individual, and I would hope that I don't know people that would be that stupid, no. quite honestly. Yeah, we've been pretty proudly emissions attacked for quite a while now. We're really trying to, we wanted to learn more about it, so a lot of like our, our Project Howitzer that we took on, mm -hmm. Ultimate Adventure for two years, that was an emissions attack that we kept short. Project Howitzer that was on the cover of Diesel Power, let's not forget yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> let's not forget that. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm glad we got to touch on some of the subjects. Uh, anytime I get to hang out with the loyal 7.3 fan. No doubt about it. I don't want to hit my mic, but it makes my 7 heart, 3, baby. heart sing. All day. Anyhow, KJ, you want to give any shout-outs or anything? Shout-out to Diesel Power Magazine. Shout-out to everybody that supports Diesel Power, reads the magazine, looks at the website. Definite shout-out to the people that follow me on or follow my uh, live feeds on Facebook, the Diesel Power Magazine Facebook page. I appreciate all the support. We appreciate it. And, Let's just keep on, let's just keep going forward. Everybody that is into the hobby and wants the hobby to sustain, just do the right thing, we'll all be fine. Right on, well, KJ. Thank you. Enjoy your SEMA. Will do. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thanks. So I had a really good talk with KJ right there. Um, if you didn't know, by the way, KJ does have an Allison swapped OBS. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Ford. It's, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I really, uh, we get to I got to bounce that idea off of him that we've kind of we've been talking around here in the in, in the shop a lot about uh, you know seeing like factory edition performance diesel stuff potentially coming out yeah and I think uh, I mentioned that to him yeah and uh, I don't know if you're able to see it on video I'm not sure if we're going to post the videos of this because the videos are actually the lighting was kind of off but the audio was decent um, standing there next to him talking about his face kind of lit up kind of like, yeah he's yeah. a man in the know yeah if if not doing you know like like you're mentioning in there you know like a, a already out of the box performance oriented truck at least these manufacturers has made it easy for aftermarket to go in and toy with mm -hmm. some stuff that's still all you know compliant with with you know all the standards that are out there today so if if any conversation would give you hope on the on the future it's one with kj because he knows everything and later that night we actually we all had dinner with some other folks there too and we got to sit next to each other and uh <sighs> If he's a real dude, I just want to yeah. like he's a real solid dude, especially being a seven three boy. We uh, kind of geeked out a little bit. Yeah, we geeked out. We homeboyed up a little bit. It was cool. Did you guys stay in the same hotel room? We did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I shared a room with Kyle from Kyle's Corner at OPP. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Next up, we've got LT Tolman or Lawrence Tolman. Yeah. Or LT. I don't know if he goes by LT Tolman. Lawrence Tolman, Lawrence. LT sounds whatever. way cooler than LT as a long travel. <laughs> yeah, as a long travel. Yeah, um, cool dude. If you guys, and I know you mentioned this in, in there. If you guys ever read any of our blogs, he's the guy that writes them. Yeah. So and he's been writing for a while. He does a great job. So yeah, no, this is awesome conversation. Yeah, been in the industry a long time. Um, I was really excited to sit down with him because I've read all his work. 
Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice to meet the guy behind the man behind the words. And he's on TV. He's on a. If you watch, uh, what is, what is it called now? Power Block. It's something like that. I I something. should know, but I don't. Yeah. I know I've seen him. He's on TV. Well, I don't get normal TV because I'm. I know. I don't. None of us do here because we're yeah. normal <laughs> Americans. <laughs> so, so check it out. Yeah. What's up, guys? Ben Diesel Power Products here with another little short for America's Diesel Podcast. We're here with LT. How's it going, man? Hi. <laughs> Well, we're at the uh, 2019 SEMA show. There is almost too much to see. It is, it's ridiculous. It is too much. Like, I, I, it's my first year here, and I feel like every time I'm walking down an aisle, if I'm looking one way, I'm missing too much behind me. It, well, that's the thing. You can walk yeah. down the same hall, like, four different times, four different directions, and you'll see something new every time. That's the coolest yeah. thing about SEMA is just, it, I mean, you can never see it all. It's pretty much impossible because it's very true. I know. I've tried. Yeah, they. everybody told me, like, oh, wear good shoes. You're not going to see everything. Don't try. Like, okay, I got it. Like, you're never going to do Disney World at all one day or whatever. But, yeah. like, yeah, this is not cool. Okay. <laughs> there's not enough time of the day. Well, I mean, that's the great thing, though, is there's so many people out there posting on social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you miss something... I guarantee you someone took a picture of it That's and posted right. it up there. Yeah. So uh, if, if, if you're listening to watching this and you, you're kind of wondering who this guy is, if you've ever read any of our blog articles or anything like that, um, that's him. He's writing them. So he's a very, very tech and word heavy kind of guy. And I like to hide behind the keyboard. Yeah. The articles are great. I read all of them. Um, I'll be honest. I try and find holes <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> hey, no, that's, uh, I guess it's always good to have somebody to kind of, you know, check over and validate what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a very nerdy kind of guy, mm-hmm. if you will. So, I, I love digging deep into kind of some of the technical subjects and just, you know, because even as I sit there and write, I'm actually learning about mm-hmm. all the stuff that goes on. So, yeah. Well, the good thing is that that translates over, too, because if you're learning and writing about it, you're going to speak and write in a way that someone else, if they're just learning and reading about it, you're gonna be on the same page. Absolutely, it looks great. I enjoy them a lot. Um, so let's talk about some of the some of the trucks here, because okay, yeah, some people are liking them, some people are hating them. I have one truck in specifically that made me happy. I actually have two of them. Okay, tell me about it. So there was a uh, a white fourth gen Ram um, out towards the front, uh, kind of right by where uh, Brown Sugar is. Okay, um, and it was it's probably one of the only trucks here that was outside. And I call them SEMA donk donk trucks. Okay, I and think I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah. If you watch any kind of social media stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, we all walked by and we're like, "Hey, that's one of our our kind of trucks." It, it was fourth gen Ram, Carly, uh, King shocks, lots of Baja lights, good clean lines, glass fenders, glass bedsides. Right. I believe it had cantilever suspension in the rear. Okay. Like with like triple bypass 30 uh, Kings on it. It was. We all kind of stopped and were like, damn, thank you for being here. Exactly. <laughs> and we actually posted on our Instagram, the guy responded back, he's like, hey, that's our truck. It's like, thank you, <laughs> thank you. We all appreciate that. Yeah. Like in, in a sea a sea of SEMA donk donk trucks, you stuck out and stopped all of us in our tracks. Well, and that's the thing about the show, is there's there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, you know, we're all truck guys, right? The, the SEMA truck, quote unquote, mm-hmm. has a little bit of a, a, a negative connotation to it, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but walk around. I mean, there's a lot of guys who put a lot of effort in these things. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of quality craftsmanship and fabric. Yeah. But I just can't help but think, where are you ever going to use this truck? Where are you going to drive it? I mean, you've got 26 or 28 inch wheels, you mm-hmm. know, 14, 16 inches wide. You yeah. got a truck that's lifted up 12 or 20 inches or something ridiculous. You know, everything is powder coated or chrome plated, like, honestly. Really, where are you going to drive it? Now, yeah, of course, some people, they're going to drive them, they're going to mm-hmm. use them, but 
I'm myself. I'm more of a fan of the uh, the practical truck, and you yeah. you probably don't see too many of those here at SEMA, but there's a few. Mm -hmm. um, like so, I just I just picked up a 2020 AT4, 100% mm -hmm. stock. But I've been looking around some of the new. Actually, there's a, a brand new 2020 uh, Chevy HT here. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of them, but. I like, almost like this, it's a practical truck, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's lifted a little bit, bigger tires, it has the look, but guess what? You can still drive it every day, you exactly. can still haul with it, and I'm, it doesn't sound very cool, but I like practical trucks. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody usually buys a truck to use it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, they're, they're the guys who buy the 2500 and it never uses a hitch in its life. But it has one, and it's powder-coated, <laughs> and it's got a stand, but they're never like, I'm sure the guys out there that use it, but I feel like there's a lot of them that just kind of like, oh, I gotta have that because it's a truck, it's yeah. part of the deal. Uh, but yeah, the, the the usable trucks make me happy. Yep. The trucks that I can see that, you know, you can see the grime that's been kicked up on the bed yeah. a little bit or something like that. You can tell that, it, you know, they didn't just get out of power coat, that it's been it's been used. Exactly. And, and that was kind of like the that white ram. That's, you could tell, you know, that there was marks on the radius arms and yep. like that. You could see that someone not only built it and it was cool, but they actually kind of rowdy it a little bit. And I'm like, yes. See, and I, I gotta raise my chair because I keep scooting down. You yeah. seem taller than me. That can't right. have that. <laughs> no, um, you know my favorite thing is I don't care if your truck is is stock or if it's all painted up. But mm -hmm. I have so much respect for these guys who actually use it. And, and again, if, if if it's powder coated and you're out there jumping mm -hmm. it or off roading it or towing or hauling your boat or whatever, even more props. Yeah. Uh, one of the other ones that caught my eye a lot was that, uh, and when we posted on our Instagram too, but that uh, that C10 with the R28 in it, the yes. Cummins Repower 28. Yep. That thing stops. I keep pointing to our camera guy, Cam, because you guys never see him. But like me and Cam are walking, and we're like, "Hey, we'll stop." <laughs> I think we were late to our next meeting because we stand there and just kind of like, "Yeah, I see what you did there. Like that's cool, man." Yeah. But those are like really the and brown sugar. If you don't know now, you know you can look up brown sugar, but. But what did you see that kind of like, hey? Okay, so there's a couple of uh, Duramax swaps that I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, out back in one of the parking lots, there's a white, it's a mid-50s uh, crew cab slammed on the ground. I, I like two-wheel drive trucks. I like lower trucks, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got the big wheels on it. Um, and I stopped and looked at it first because it's the it was the color scheme. Mm -hmm. You know, white and kind of that... Uh, matte gray metallic finish. Okay. There's a lot of trucks that are having that kind of color scheme. Mm -hmm. So just it's simple and clean from the outside, but then I walked by, it's got a twin turbo Duramax underneath the hood. And the one thing that stood out about that one, it was a parallel turbo setup instead of a compound, which oh, most guys kind of run. Exactly, yeah. a true twin turbo. Um, so, it, and so that was one of the cool ones. Um, there's a 58 Apache, I think, a blue one down in Central Hall that mm -hmm. had a Duramax in it. I believe that was an LBZ. Um, and, and several other, you know, repowers. And, mm -hmm. you know, anybody can go buy a Duramax or a, any diesel-powered truck, but to mm -hmm. me, it's super cool if you actually can swap that engine into a yeah. classic, you know, sheet metal. It gets a lot harder when you get with, like, the newer engines. Like, we've said it before in the podcast, like, if, if you're alive and your eyes blink, you can put a 12-valve in pretty much anything. Right, yeah. like, <laughs> you feed it fuel and start it, it will not stop. Yeah, zero skill required. Right. Uh, but when you start seeing people that do like a proper, like an LBZ or a Duramax swap yep. or even like a common rail swap, it's yep. kind of like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Did you give me like the bump chair I think, or something? Yeah, I think I gave you the shrinker. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, the, the, the engine swaps are really, mm -hmm. so the EFI engine swaps, especially in like a Duramax, that's where it takes the skill to make it happen. Like yeah. you said, uh, a 12 valve Cummins, 
all you need is fuel. You know, but the Duramaxes, the uh, common rail Cummins, you know, Power Strokes, not many guys are swapping those, but you know, there's a lot of stuff you got to cram into a little bit of space. Number one, just the packaging. You got a V8 turbo mm. diesel. There's a lot of space there. It's, that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of real estate you got to take up. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Why usually people will do the 12 valve covers. Yep. It's skinny, straight, fits Six usually in just about everything. Um, so with your, with like how you've been learning about, you know, all the trucks we talked about and all your the blog articles that that you posted. Uh, we do we do a lot of like adding horsepower. Uh, we did like what breaks when. Yep. Um, did, what, what was like maybe one thing that really stood out to you? Like or you learn, you're like, no oh, shit. Hmm. I think probably the one thing that stands out, like you said, I'm a, I'm a performance guy. I like I like off-roading a little bit. I like lower street trucks, but everything I do kind of revolves around adding horsepower in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the biggest things that stood out to me is how many different things can go wrong when you want to add horsepower to a diesel. And, and here's what I mean, mm-hmm. because you take a say you take a gas engine, right? You're whether it's an LS or a small block Chevy or a little four-cylinder turbo, mm-hmm. you know, you might add 40, 50, 60 horsepower, and that's a pretty good improvement in that particular realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the stock drivetrain parts can kind of stand up to that without any issues. But in a diesel truck, or in the diesel world, it's so easy to add so much horsepower, it's also so easy to break a lot of the other components. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so two things specifically that, that kind of stood out to me. Number one, Dodges. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, the transmissions in your Dodges kind of suck. I mean, we'll just, (laughs) I think everyone kind of knows it, but you know, you can take a common rail, put a tuner on it, and then you can melt down your transmission. Or you can smoke a transmission really easy. Yeah, um, sometimes in stock. Uh, But on that same kind of, on the same kind of line, looking at the Fords, you know, Mm -hmm. the 5R110s and the 6R140s, those are, it blew my mind, like how, you know, the more research I did, how much power guys are pumping through those transmissions. Now, of course, everything has its failure point, but um, you know, the Allisons, you can get away with another 150 horsepower, maybe, if you're, mm-hmm. like, not going stupid with it. Um, Dodges, yeah, uh, no, uh-uh. Um, but, yeah, the, the Ford transmissions, like, really blew me away. Yeah, both our Ford trucks that we build power with, transmissions are stock, like, 100%. Like, we even change the converter out. Like, it just, yeah, and it walks. It does a job. That, you're I shrink, mean, you're shrinking. I, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> can we get a new chair here? Yeah. <laughs> just stand up next time, yeah. I think. So the uh, as far as adding power, did you see anything that maybe like in the braking stuff or kind of like, I, well, no, you just mentioned the braking stuff, but actually no, you pretty much answered my question like double faceted. Huh. You're good like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's try and wrap it up with a. Uh, well, how about this? How about we yeah. talk about some of the the new things that we see going forward from SEMA? Absolutely, okay. Um, to me, one of the trends that I've noticed, especially if you pay attention to what's going on in the aftermarket, mm-hmm. you know, in the whole uh, whole realm of adding horsepower. Emissions. Yes. That's a really hot topic right now. You know, mm-hmm. it used to be 10 years ago if you wanted to add power to your truck, there's a few parts that you pull off and throw away and you know forget about, and mm-hmm. everything was hunky dory, right? Made lots of power, you got good fuel mileage. Um, now that's getting a lot harder to do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the tuning companies no longer support that because it's you know they're being tracked down by regulators and things like that. Yep. And honestly, it's as much as we all hate to admit, it's the right thing to do. You know. Mm-hmm. Leaving those emissions components on your truck, it, it helps save the environment. Yeah, I know a lot of people be like, ah, oh, well, that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. We've all been there. Guilty. Like, <laughs> everybody get, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, in terms of um, some of the new trends I've seen, a lot of companies now are making um, diesel performance parts that have a CARB EO number. And that's an yeah. uh, executive order. Basically, it means that part is legal to sell in California, mm-hmm. 
And if it'll pass emissions in California, it'll pass pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things I've seen, um, you know, exhaust manifolds and up pipes. There's a lot of those out there. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, I saw uh, Bully Dog has a high flow DPF that they're selling now. They have those are cool. They're serviceable too. That's yes. Awesome. Um, so you clean that thing out instead of mm -hmm. throw it away after however you know many miles or cycles it'll clog up. Mm -hmm. um, but really, what it comes down to is. You can still add power to your diesel. You can still add a lot of power. Mm. Uh, it just and it comes down to adding airflow, whether that's in the exhaust system. You know, obviously you can't touch the DPF. You can't touch the uh, DOC. Mm. Um, now a lot of for a lot of years, guys would kind of disregard the DPF back exhaust, but there's some small gains to be had by modifying that, you know, putting a larger diameter DPF back exhaust. Um, stuff that's in between the emissions components, like say between the cylinder head and the turbo. So manifolds, nut pipes, uh, or if you get a Cummins, just a manifold. Um, the more efficient you can, you can create that airflow, the more power you're gonna make, and you're actually gonna generate less emissions to put into those emissions components, mm -hmm. so less work for them to clear out. Yeah, we were talking with, uh, with Gail Banks, was be huge for me. I couldn't sleep last night. I got to actually stay out with Gil Banks. And he was talking about uh, with his DPF back exhaust where he wanted to make sure that it was actually doing something. Yes. And he was able to start creating a vacuum at the tail end of the DPF with his DPF exhaust that he was making. And that was was resulting in lower uh, exhaust temperatures once you get outside the tip. Yeah. And that was that blew my mind. Like that guy thinks about everything. It, yeah, that's crazy. There's a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me who are figuring out ways to, you know, do all kinds of cool stuff mm -hmm. and still playing within the rules. And that's, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to because mm -hmm. the more people we have out there that are, you know, being stupid and, and doing stuff like rolling coal and deleting their trucks and telling the whole world about it, it's like mm -hmm. it just, it puts a target on everybody's back. But if you play within the rules, you can still make good power, have a reliable truck, don't void your warranty. There's, there's a lot of benefits to having a, a uh, emissions intact diesel truck. There's something to be said for like on our F-bomb truck that was, and well, Howie too, but like our F-bomb truck that it moves, it gets down. Now is it's this a, the, which truck is that? The, the red one. Okay. Uh, 17 F-250. Okay, yep. Um, that was all emissions attack. We did like a, a small set of injectors, tuning, um, uh, no limit fab, water air and a cooler, like basic bolt-on yep. on there. And it, it died out on 40s at, I think, just about five and a half, 585, I think, something like that. That's real impressive. And it moves, and it's quiet, and it's comfortable. Like, don't get me wrong, there, there's a place in time for a big, loud diesel truck. Like, I get that, but. You know what, that's actually the one thing, like, I don't care if my truck has a DPF or catalyst or whatever on it. I just wish somebody out there in the diesel aftermarket come up with a way to leave all that emission stuff on your truck and still have that sound. Because I know it'll probably never happen because, the you know, if you've seen the size of a DPF, it's basically a yeah. big, big, giant muffler, but I just wish there were a way to get a little more exhaust sound and still have the emission stuff. I think, I think eventually there will be, just like with you know the the factory emissions on cars have got to the point where you know you get a Hellcat stock exhaust, it sounds it's pipey, yeah, and it's from the factory. So I think that they'll eventually get there. Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be two years from now? Probably not. But I think eventually they'll figure that out once they really refine the DPF and figure out what they need out of the tailpipe. Yep, I think yeah, that's going to be really cool. Um, so. Wrapping this thing up. Alrighty. Everybody likes a good roast. A good roast. A good roast. Uh oh. Is there one thing you saw that just kind of like, uh, if you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to talk bad about any particular thing. But here, what yeah, I'll yeah, 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 yeah. what I'll yeah. say is is the trend. Mm -hmm. um, the the bro truck, the SEMA truck. Uh, you know, we've all seen them, and mm -hmm. to me, that's just like. Like really, like, and 
on the GM truck specifically, and here's mm -hmm. why. It's the IFS. Um, they're great suspension systems, they're strong, mm -hmm. but when you take an IFS truck and you lift it up 14 or 18 or 20 inches, mm -hmm. like some of the, the drop steering stuff that I've seen on a couple of trucks, I, I won't name exactly which ones, <laughs> but okay, so if you lift a solid axle truck, you've got a drag link that comes down yeah, yeah. and you get a tie rod that goes across. It's even at an extreme lift, it's got some kind of wonky angles, but it's still pretty strong. Yeah. I saw a truck that had a, it was probably about a foot, it was a solid rectangular bar that connected the uh, steering box and the pitman arm and dropped straight down. And so if you can picture, you know, the, the tie rod angle on a truck, you know, you yeah. want to keep that sort of flat. Right. And the solution that they chose was this big, giant, awkward bracket that just kind of swung the tie rods back and <laughs> forth. And I, I couldn't help but thinking, how is this truck going to drive down the road? Yeah. I mean, that by itself is fine. But then you add, you know, probably a 14 inch wide wheel on top of that with a wheel spacer. Yeah. And, oh, you know what? Wheel spacers. That's my pet peeve of the day. Don't Touch put wheel hand. spacers on your truck. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, wide wheels look cool, but don't put freaking spacers on your stuff. Oh man, there's there's a truck I walked by and I took an Instagram video of it. I was like, what everybody else sees, what I see. <laughs> right in the wheel spacers, <laughs> like I can't take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, there's a time and a place for everything, it, whatever, but. I think the uh, the one that cracked me up the most, and it was on, it got posted to death on Instagram, but there's the guy that had the, there's obviously, there's always the stigma of like, oh, Bluetooth front drive shaft, like yeah, couldn't yeah. finish the angle, couldn't finish it. And there were some that were posted where the drive leg angle was literally, it was like, yeah. you got U-joints hitting uh, uh, like yokes and everything like that, coming around yeah. hard. And there was also the one that you could tell that the drive shaft had come out of its sleeve yeah. and the, the actual rubber uh, tubing was holding it together, was drooping down. That <laughs> thing had me dying. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we were looking at a dinner and all of us just lost. They were like, ah! Yeah. No, there was a there was a truck here uh, last year actually. It was a it was a GM, so it was normally an IFS truck, but they did a solid axle swap. Mm -hmm. And the front drive line angle, because the transfer case almost pointed uphill just a tiny bit, because mm -hmm. they they lowered the tail shaft of the transmission to make the rear drive line angle a little better. Mm -hmm. But by doing so, they made the front drive line angle much worse. Mm -hmm. And so they had a double carden joint, and like you said, it was just about touching, and then it went all the way down, and it's like, it's just wrong. Stop. Yeah. But. <laughs> We could probably go on for days about this with the stuff we've seen in there. Yes. <laughs> but, I don't know, you got anything else? Anything new that you want to put out there? Um, I don't know, that, you know, that kind of sums up the show for me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a diesel guy primarily, but I, I also enjoy the muscle cars. I even enjoy some of the sport compact stuff. Mm -hmm. To me, anything with, you know, with a motor that you can make faster is really cool. There's mm -hmm. a lot of really cool um, fabricated parts here uh, I'm that and actually in terms of building that's my favorite thing to do is mm -hmm. to is to weld to fabricate and to build you know anything with a tube whether it's a you know exhaust manifold for turbo or an exhaust system or you know charge pipes mm -hmm. I just love working with tube and there's a lot of really really skilled builders you know much yeah. more skilled than myself you know who build uh, stuff like that you know the ring brothers for example mm -hmm. there's um, and so many others mm -hmm. um, stuff twin turbos underneath the hood of a 67 or 69 Camaro, package it all so it fits, the hood still closes, stock hood line. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, like you said, I can go on forever about all the cool stuff here, but yeah. uh, I just appreciate anything that's cool and fast and different. Yeah, as much as you rip on some of the stuff, there, there's there's a lot of respect for a lot of the guys out here that do stuff. Uh, me and Cam even walking around, you know, feeding our inner rice boy, you know, the, <laughs> you know uh, fast and furious when you're yep. younger you see the you know a properly built like japanese m4 or something right there like 
that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm a diesel guy, but that's cool. Yeah. So I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, uh, and, and thank you to BDS for letting us use their booth. If you can't tell, this is one of their trucks right behind us. Um, yeah, this is my first Seaman. I'm, I'm stoked. I want to come back for more. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks absolutely. for chatting with me, and uh, we got some more stuff to see. Absolutely. All right. So funniest part of the interview is his chair. I don't know, like, if you're not going to be able to see this one, his chair literally is, like, slow. I was wondering what was going on because he kept on talking about it. I'm like, is he, like, slowly just, like, getting so He's like, can we get a new chair? Can I get a new chair? It was so funny. He kept, like, sinking down. I was like, is he going to fix that or not? Or is he just going to, like, power through it, pretend like we're not looking at each other like this now? And he kept fixing it. I was like, it's going to be good. Yeah. But real talk, I have tried to poke holes in his blocks before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, more power to it. I'm, I'm pretty crucial about stuff like that. Yeah. Especially if I don't I write it. Like, I'm like, ooh, that's wrong. Wrong comma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like how he, you know, say he's, he's during the process of it, he, he learns stuff too, as far mm-hmm. as researching and, 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 and writing that stuff. I mean, it's awesome information. If you guys just want boatloads of information on any truck, check out our blog section on our website. There is a ton of posts on literally, I mean, we have a post literally, I think, for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Next, next is uh, Magnaflow. Magnaflow. So this was. I heard you were really, really close to Mario Andretti. Dude. Like, c- could you smell him? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh my success? Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> so props to Colette, who is our, our in there. We walk up to the Magnaflow tent or their 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 area. And first off, Chip Foose is signing autographs. So the lines yeah. are wrapped around. We walk by a security guard. Me and Cam walk by. I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to be here, but all right. Yeah. We walk by another one, and everybody knows Colette. And then all of a sudden, I'm like six feet away from Chip Foose, and I try to like do the whole like get the phone out, take a selfie real yeah. quick. And I, I ended up taking one on the way out. Yeah. But, and then we walk <laughs> into like the inside of the inner booth at Magnaflow. Ooh. And the inner at, sanctum. Yeah. Everybody you've ever seen, like on, on like Power Block TV or any of the car shows, they're all in there. Yeah. I'm freaking out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm having this. And I'm, I'm not saying like I'm okay. I'm okay around famous people. I've been around yeah. athletes before. I've been around that. You, you see someone in the wild, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not that kind of person. I was like, oh my God, I love you. But, but I had a really hard time and they're just like, that's Courtney Hansen. It's Mario yeah. Andretti. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. Literally a legend was like <laughs> a freaking legend. A legend. And and you can't like in a situation like that, it's okay, situational awareness. You can't like yeah. the dude's literally eating a salad. Like yeah. you can't run up to him. He's like in a you had to pass three security guards just to get to him. You can't fanboy out in there. Yeah. So yeah. I had to settle for like the <laughs> corner of my eye, like it's Mario Andretti, Ben, shut up, shut up, Ben, shut up. Ooh, it's it's alright. Dude, totally fine. Cause I Remember when I went to see him and I was like sending you guys pics of like Gail Banks like from afar, yeah. and then I finally met him. <laughs> I like that creeped out a little bit. Just ben like, needs new pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Richard, super knowledgeable dude. Um, got to sit down with him and talk a bit more about Magnaflow stuff. I think you're gonna like it. Check it out. Yeah. What's up, guys? Ben from America's Diesel Podcast here, brought to you by Diesel Power Products, and I'm sitting here with a really important guy. He's got a Magnaflow shirt on. If you've never met him before, his name's Richard. Yep. Okay, I'm terrible with names, so that's pretty awesome there. And we're going to talk about some exhaust and EPA stuff and, and being being legal. 
in diesel performance, which is kind of hard to do today. Well, it, it is hard and it isn't. I mean, it's easy just to go out and build uh, whatever you think you need for performance, and that's kind of been the wild west that the diesel market was for the longest time. They were, for the most part, ignored by the EPA. It was all about you know gas cars and eliminating cats and doing headers, and those were the things to worry about. But diesel kind of sat free of that uh, that kind of prying eye for a long time, though. Uh, but really, when you know things changed in the EPA, uh, it became the low-hanging fruit because they could realize that most of the uh, manufacturers out there were building parts that completely omitted consideration for uh, EGR and uh, diesel oxidation catalysts and uh, DPFs. Uh, for the most part, it was like, well, if you can put a pipe in its place, it was okay, and that uh, that's really not the case. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually been evolving pretty quick, and it seems like almost every six weeks now for the last um, you know, seven or eight months, all of a sudden, you know, a line of kits goes away. Yeah. And it, it's, it's somewhat scary. We were kind of touching on that a little bit before, but it's, it's interesting to see where it's going. Um, as far as like emissions intact, diesel performance stuff, what do you guys kind of, is there anything new coming down the pike? Well, really what we're trying to do is figure out where the performance part of diesel can still exist. Uh, the easy part is just like, you know, catbacks for the gasoline market was, mm -hmm. you find the last point of contact and you build behind it. Sure. Uh, in most gas applications, that's still quite a bit up the upstream. There's still a lot of opportunity. Uh, in a DPF, SCR equipped vehicle, uh, you're all the way back to the over the axle and pretty yeah. much just offering a tailpipe only where there's little performance to be had other than some aesthetics and obviously there's some very creative uh, tailpipes out there by OEMs which may not look the best on your, your custom application but uh, that's kind of where it starts and where it's going to grow from there is going to depend upon uh, what we can do on the cert level and um, if you know our product line we, we also are a catalytic converter manufacturer that was gonna be one of my next questions I think I know where you're going with this and that's and that's gonna give us an opportunity to start building out products that we can consider what would be optimal for both compliance and give us an opportunity to play in the world of what performance parts are mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of restrictions inside of the catalytic converter world that we can't use things that are quote-unquote high performance or high flow sure. uh, but it doesn't mean we can't create efficient design so uh, we're on the cusp of uh, developing DPFs and uh, DOCs that are compliant, that the aftermarket can use to replace. And to be honest, I know diesel market right now, used truck market is huge. You know, yes. people are buying the older vehicles. In a lot of cases, the regulation wasn't there and there's no parts. Yeah. Uh, you can't even, you know, the truck you're buying, if it's out of state, especially if it's in a state that requires EPA and California compliance, mm -hmm. um, you're stuck. You got a, yeah. you got a vehicle that you can't buy the OE part anymore, or it's on back order, and you can't get your truck running again. Uh, so we're looking to satisfy that the direct replacement market. And then obviously we're a performance company, so we want to see what offerings we can make available and, and see what the EPA and ARB are willing to work with. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes next with the like DPFs and all everything like that, become like a high flow. I know. I guess they would be a direct competitor against Bully Dogs where you're trying to come out with something like a 6.4 and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to see someone like on your guys' because you guys do a lot of the uh, uh, Kelly converter manufacturing for pretty much all like OE replacement stuff, right? Well, everything that we do is like direct replacement. So whether it's a gas car, diesel vehicle, uh, we have parts that are made to be certified replacement parts. So that means um, they, they meet the uh, minimum criteria to be EPA compliant uh, or California compliant based upon whatever the year making model is. And that's that's one of the things that's a challenge is it's unlike performance products where it's like, okay, well, it's an exhaust system. As long as it's year make model engine size, 
it's all the same. Uh, EPA goes down to you know engine family number, which means what year was it started? Was this vehicle a ULEV, a uh, LEV, a Tier One or Tier Two? You can have the same exact truck and have two emission certs, and yet you'd have two different part numbers. So that challenge of getting the right part out there and letting the customer know which parts are the right parts is also a big part of uh, the challenge that we have to overcome from a cataloging standpoint. That sounds like a lot of Excel sheets. It is. Uh, <laughs> I think we broke the old Excel versions many years ago that had 13,000 line limitations because yeah. that was enough. <laughs> so there, there's kind of a running theme with that. For on our podcast, when we talk about guys and like getting their projects started with that, we always refer to like, just use Excel. Do yourself a favor. Stop. <laughs> get rid of the paper. Just use Excel. Yeah. You'll thank yourself later. But I uh, greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Not a problem. Um, I'm really excited to see what you guys coming down got coming down with uh, any kind of performance parts that are emissions compliant. That's big for us. We want to be able to just keep moving forward, like performance wise, but still be legal. That's, yep. I mean, you can't really drive a truck on the road. What's the point? Well, at the end of the day, everything that we've always done here was about how can we maximize the, the efficiency, and I like to use that word, of whatever it is we're doing. We're an exhaust company, so how do we maximize the efficiency of the emission system? How do we maximize the efficiency of the performance exhaust system? And that's what we do. Uh, do the R&D, come up with a new product, and get it uh, compliant or certified. Or if it's a performance product, go out and prove it and put it on the vehicles and make the power. Awesome. Well, I, I want to close this. All of the Magnaflow kits that I've had my hands on personally were fantastic. They're appreciate beautifully that. made. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to make a really nice kit. And that's that's what we pride ourselves on. If it's not the right quality, doesn't sound right, doesn't fit right, we don't put it in a box. Right on. Well, cool. I appreciate you talking yeah. to me. See you next time. Take care. So if you didn't catch the Excel joke there. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, actually, I'm not going to lie. There's probably barely any ladies listening yeah. to this. <laughs> but it, just learn how to use Excel, all right? If yeah. you are proficient in Excel, there's going to be a job for you somewhere. Even oh, if yeah. Don't finish school, whatever. That's not a, that's not advice there, but like just Excel is a really good skill to have just for life stuff. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> you heard it here first. Richard from Magnaflow says, use Excel or die. Whoa. I'm just kidding. I put those words in his mouth. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what uh, some like aftermarket performance competition for DPF production between yeah. him and Bully Dog. Yes. That's going to drive some really cool products. I, yeah, and I was hoping I actually asked Josh, um, just because I've been working a lot on the on the website as far as getting more products on there. And I asked Josh if he got to, you know, if hey, did Bully Dog come out with any more of those performance DPFs? Mm -hmm. So, like, someone's got to do it. Jump in there. Let's do this. Come on. We need them. Yeah, because we're actually, uh, I'm going to spill the beans a little bit here, but our, the retrofit kits. Mm-hmm. We're actually piecing together some uh, emissions intact retrofit performance kits because there are folks out there that are now, we're getting calls. People are trying to find DPFs yeah. and they can't, but they still want to keep the performance going on the truck. Yeah. And they may have already ditched their factory turbo, which you can't put back on the truck if your emissions intact. So we're working on performance packages that utilize emissions intact parts like as a whole. Yeah. Like, oh, you need your EGR cooler and your EGR valve and your DPF and your D DOC. Yeah, diesel oh, yeah. oxidation catalyst. Yeah, you need yeah. all of that? Okay, we've got a package for that. Boom. One-click deal. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for those. Yeah, that'll be cool. So the next guy I talked to, yeah. you, you, you you know already. Yeah, already. Yeah. From, from Diesel Army. I got to hang out with him for, for pretty much the whole weekend when I went to uh, the uh, BD, uh, BD Diesel Dirt Drags. Mm -hmm. Super cool dude. We hang out. We had a couple of brews, watched some drag racing, and then did, you know, did some little... Uh, some dirt drags the next day at the yeah. the old fairgrounds. He is yeah. a a down 
to earth normal guy totally like, cool yeah he was he was kind of a little nervous because we had our camera equipment set up he's like hey man like I, i'm not too i don't do yeah. live interviews too well like i, I say <laughs> uh, a lot and i was like don't even worry yeah during these me and tyler are having some barley juice and we're, we're usually <laughs> there's usually some inappropriate things said yeah and he's like well i'm not sure and then i had to like break the ice yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i think you're gonna like it yeah what's up guys ben diesel power products here also with America's Diesel Podcast, but you know that by now if you're listening and watching because you've seen my face all day. This is a face you haven't seen all day. This is Artie. Say hi, Artie. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm Artie with Diesel Army, and we're here to talk on the podcast. Artie is really excited to talk. I don't know if you can tell or not, but he pretty much <laughs> begged me to be on here right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so with being with Diesel Army um, and with Power Auto Media and everything you guys got going on, Obviously, there's been a little bit of a shift in diesel stuff, kind of overall in general. Um, being at SEMA and kind of being involved on that side of the scope, like, do you see, like, what, what kind of trends are you seeing starting to happen, like, in the diesel community? Uh, like, as far as, like, the EPA thing, you know, people trying to kind of have more... i supposed to talk, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. More, yeah, more yeah, green, kind of greenish yeah. builds. Uh, I'm seeing more builds that... Uh, are emissions intact more so than not. Mm. Um, I, that's definitely a trend, but I feel like that's a forced trend that has to happen now. Right. Um, other than that, I, I've seen a lot of uh, diesel swaps and old trucks and cars here uh, too. And last few years, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. My that, favorite that, swaps are the ones that are super clean, the ones that you can't tell they were swapped really. There is a, uh, there's an old, it's like a, I don't remember what year it is. It's a C10 truck with a 2.8 liter, the oh, the repower little, little engine that Cummins has. Oh, the Cummins R28. Yeah, and they put oh. that in that, and it's wire tucked, and it's, I mean, it's like the most beautiful thing here. I'll check that out. Yeah. I am a huge fan of the R28. We have a Jeep with an R28, and it's pretty dope. Um, on that side of things, too, so we've been talking to a lot of manufacturers <laughs> that we work with um, that have really kind of stepped up to the plate and are really trying to be on that leading edge of emissions intact not just emissions and tech parts, but performance parts. Was there anything that you kind of like stands out to you or any kind of companies like that? Uh, BD, BD Diesel um, have come out Freaking with a BD Diesel, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love those guys. <laughs> BD's uh, come out with a lot of hot stuff here this week at SEMA. Um, really pushing to be emissions intact, but at the same time, make plenty of power. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they got some. Uh, I guess I can say it now because they released it this morning, but the 6.7 yeah, six, seven, six, yeah. seven Power Stroke uh, Screamer Turbos, uh, that's a big thing. And I, I've ran the Screamer Turbos on my one of my trucks and firm believer in those. So if the Fords are going to run with the Screamer as good as what the Dodges do, the Fords are going to run really well. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Screamers. Uh, being on our side of things, it, they don't fail, which is really nice. Yeah, I don't like taking warranty calls. <laughs> Um, other than that, we've seen tuners uh, like Edge and SCT, companies like Banks that just make all kinds of parts, really driving, not just driving the trucks, obviously, that's kind of a literal stance there on it, but they're really driving home the emissions attack performance. It's kind of cool to see how they're going to, what they're going to do later on. Um, so you said you had a screamer on a truck. What truck? Yep, uh, it's an 11 mega cab. It's actually one of our project trucks for Diesel Army. Um, it's got a BD screamer on the manifold, and it's got a pusher intakes, uh, high mount compound okay. kit. The whole idea behind the project was to build the ultimate tow rig. So we wanted to get maximum fuel mileage 
uh, low EGTs, you know, decent amount of power, and still be able to tow my race truck and trailer. So all in all, it's like 13,000 pounds. So that truck, the Mega Cab now with the Screamer, the compounds, stock fuel, EFI Live, truck gets 16 miles of the gallon loaded that's and awesome. it doesn't get above 1300 degree gts and that's like going through the mountains so yeah. super impressed and not to mention the screamer too uh i was going from a, a big single to the screamer so i got a uh exhaust brake back yeah and that you know uh the perfect tow rig you, know, you got to have a you know, you got to have an exhaust brake so yeah. and that that makes a difference awesome um, that's great. We yeah, we talk about people, and we get a lot of callers that call in and emails. You know, I'm building a tow rig. What I need to do? Having a good drop-in larger turbo. It's right. a VGT style turbo. You get the good throttle response, and you get the exhaust brake. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Why I didn't you tell me you have a freaking truck? <laughs> I got We're over here being awkward with each other. And I found out he's. Uh, I don't have a diesel truck. I'm a, I'm a jerk. Oh man. I shouldn't even be doing this. I even got the race truck on my arm, even. <laughs> oh, I, like, oh, I got a red, white, and blue bald eagle. <laughs> I guess we can be friends. Anyhow, uh, any shout outs or any kind of new stuff you see coming down the line? Hmm, product wise? Yeah. Uh, just to highlight some stuff I saw yesterday um, Cali Off Road put out some really pretty sweet looking wheels that I, I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, Mickey Thompson, they've got a uh, three liter Power Stroke F 150 that they've done up. They put giant, their new. Baja Pro XS tires on. Okay. That was a really cool build to see. Um, there's just a lot of stuff to see here. Yeah, man. there's a lot. This is my first time at SEMA, and it's oh like sensory Lord. overload. I can't even, can't even tell you. Honestly, like, you know, being here, working, and stuff like that, you, you'll never see it all. And, yeah. and it's kind of a shame, but you need to come out here sometime when I get for pleasure and just take it all in because there's just so much to see. It's there's just a lot. Every, everywhere you turn, there's something. Yeah. Well, anyways. Thanks for watching. Thanks for taking yeah, the time to talk to us. Thanks for having me, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Now, there's something he said in there that I didn't capitalize on when I should have during the interview. Yeah? Do you know what it is? No. Tell me. Guess what his towing rig has on it. Oh. Compounds. I thought you said Screamer. Was I not listening fully to that? It's How's a Screamer. It? It's been compounded. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And I didn't catch that fast enough to hear because I wanted to ask him what size turbo it was after yeah. I thought about it. It's one of the things where, like, I was walking away, I was like, dang it! Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. No, he's, yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. He's, and honestly, like, when I first met him, I had no idea he was even part of Diesel Army. So, <laughs> like, halfway through the night, I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he's a cool dude, great conversation. He, yeah, he's, and if you haven't uh, checked him out on Instagram, he's always posting stuff on Instagram with his race truck. Uh, so check. I think it, I think it's Diesel Army. I don't know. Probably something like that. I should yeah. know that. Uh, we'll we'll find that out and probably put some links in here or some some handles or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh, all in all, all in all, super stoked and the uh, <clears throat> posture right here. <laughs> so the interview that's going to be a totally separate podcast. Oh yeah. This worked out in my favor, and I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. So I got to sit down and have an interview with Gail Banks. Yeah. I still have not washed my hands since I shook his hand two years ago. Not just one of these little <laughs> little ten minute dealies. We sat down for how long was it, Cam? Holy Thirty moly. minutes during SEMA. The guy took the time to sit down at his booth, let us set our camera up, mic him up, and talk for on camera for thirty minutes and off camera for about another thirty minutes. Yeah, and it was it was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, he, he he's a, a super super nice guy. Like so, when I met him. 
we didn't have the podcast or anything at that time. I was, I, I literally saw him at lunch and I was like, okay, I need to go up and meet this guy. Cause mm. you know, he's got to, it's Gail freaking banks, man. I mean, we talk about diesel industry and performance or anything. I mean, he's like the God, he's, I want to say, well, yeah, you know what? He's like the godfather of diesel performance. Yeah. I mean, f- for real. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a cool dude. I, it's super awesome. You got to sit down uh, with him for that. So I can't, I haven't even heard that one yet. I can't wait to hear it. Um, see what he has to say. Yeah, it was a good one. But overall, man, I am super stoked I got to go out there. I'm glad we were able to bring you guys some content here. Um, hopefully, All right. Yeah, before be- before we it. end this, I need to know best and worst, go. Uh, I'm going to start with the worst. Okay. <laughs> and I already mentioned it in one of the interviews yeah. there with Adam. <laughs> he got, but there was one got with, a little, a, with a bear yeah. trap on it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it looked like chain links that had been like stickered <laughs> on there. Yeah. <laughs> Worst. <laughs> the the only thing that was the redeeming factor is apparently the thing makes like a thousand horsepower. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it because it's probably not regeared. But yeah. <laughs> um, for all I know, it is. And this guy's yeah. gonna roast me on in the comment yeah, section, right. or whatever. Uh, best. Um, there was a lot of bests there. I still think give me your one. Give me your one. The uh, the C10 with the R28. Really? That's my favorite one. Wow. That was it was clean. It was just the wheels were awesome on it. The the install was fantastic, uh, the the like that like teal kind of sea foam patina that I yeah. had going on with it, it just. That's I, don't, a cool I don't think I say this very much about vehicles, but it was sexy. Like I'm surprised you went that route with, because I that was a that was a low that was like a dropped that was like a slam oh, yeah. truck yeah. It was the the bed was body dropped and everything was yeah. notched. Yeah, yeah, that was. The, the beauty of CMA is you get to see the best of a lot of the different industries there. Yeah. And that, I mean, you can't not like a clean old C10. Yeah. It is just, and I'm a Ford guy. That was. Yeah. <sighs> and and one other thing I'm going to add in there, because one of my favorite rigs, just from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. Jesse James's pre-runner. I think Did so. You, oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Like fabrication on that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that's unbelievable. That was insane. I, I, speechless. That's yeah. all I got to say. That truck was That thing awesome. had like 9 million Baja lights on the front. Yeah. Did you see the tail so lights sick. on it? Yeah. The tail lights were Baja lights that were like, so oh, sick. my God, man. <laughs> that thing was, yeah. So cool that you got to see that. Also, he did had, uh, was it Lund? Uh, that, Lear. Or Lear. Shell. That's right. The year. I got to Lear, watch yeah. the uh, demonstration of it. It's really cool. That thing is awesome. That They're, thing was uh, awesome. I feel like I was one of the guys that asked a good question there because after the demonstration, I was kind of like, so you guys working on somewhere to store that stuff after you take it off? Or is this just one of those, like, uh, you take it off in your garage and that's how it is until you put it back yeah, on? Yeah, and you wrap it in some some sheets and, that you stole from your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and they either had heard that question so many times they were trying to think of a different way to answer it. Yeah. Or I may have been, like, the first or second person to <laughs> hey. ask that question or something yeah. like that. Because the first thing it reminded me of is uh, my dad has an old 82 Corvette with T-tops on it. Yeah. Where the hell do you put the T-tops when you, they make a, like a specific rack that you put on the back? It's actually external. Yeah. Um, well, if you have a notchback, his is a, a, a hatchback, so it mm-hmm. actually goes inside. Gotcha. It has a little rack that holds them so they don't clunk against each other. And that's the first thing I asked. I was like, well, what, do you, you know, what do you do with those? It's like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. In, in all fairness, they were kind of somewhat down to the wire with that. I mean, they didn't get that done. To, I mean, you know, not much before SEMA. I mean, yeah, I saw like posts that it was like finishing up like weeks beforehand. So yeah. it wasn't like a super 
yeah they're happening right there pretty awesome stuff though yeah lots of cool stuff lots of cool new products um believe me when i say sema is as big as you think it is yeah times like 69 yeah is your six nine yeah. six nine you're never gonna see all of it <laughs> i i didn't realize until i got home that i totally missed a building yeah yeah a building the both times i went there that happened to me both times. didn't even see it so. didn't even register yeah yeah <laughs> uh thanks for tuning in yeah um Man, uh, speechless. Super glad I got to go. Hopefully, I get to go again next year. Um, yeah. Glad to be back here sitting next to you, Tyler. Oh, thanks, man. Who? Thanks, man. And we got a third mic coming. So, we're going to yes, have some we do. big stuff coming in the, like, all of our other ideas that we thought about are going to come through fruition. For, 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 for come, come true fruition. Fruition. True and true for Fruition. fruition. <laughs> wow, day. we better end this. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.